little glitch in the system, but all is right. Glad that, it was stay, that you stayed with us. All right. What, vet, what type of vegetable is only sold fresh? Never frozen, canned, in jars, or pickled? What do you think? Carly? Um, what, vegetable? Mm-hmm. Vegetable, vegetable. Can. Uh, We're frozen, canned. Jar. Potato? No, that's in cans, isn't uh, it? Maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. You need potatoes and cans. Okay. Um, okay, Dr. Jess, what do you think? <laughs> no. Lettuce. Well, it's technically in a bag, though. No, it's but it's not. It's fresh. It's fresh. You, can't, you can't freeze it. You can you freeze it. You could freeze lettuce. Well, that's true. But do you want to eat it? How do you freeze it? I mean, if you put it that's in a true. smoothie, it's kind of frozen, right? Ew. Oh, you put it like a spinach. Yeah, spinach is a type of leafy green thing, right? That comes not, out of the ground. Not called lettuce. Yeah, but we said spinach. lettuce. Well, lettuce. okay, but. <laughs> I mean, what? that's that's my lettuce. Does that count? Rage against the lettuce. <laughs> okay, we got a, a caller, uh, a question from a caller. Carly, what was the question? Yes, so uh, they are just wondering, her name is Katie, and she is wondering, so if a city requires you to get a rabies shot, how do you get out of that? Like... That's, that's where you could have a titer test done. Right. The T-I-T-E-R. So where they draw blood, send yep. it down. I think it's Kansas State University, isn't it? And yep. Then, yep. And then they uh, they test it. And there again, like Dr. Jess said, there's a, what is it, a minimum? Yeah, basically the, the lab will say that, you know, this titer is sufficient or this titer is not sufficient. Okay. And so if it comes back that your dog has a high enough titer to be considered protected, then you just take that with you to City Hall, in, or I don't, maybe oh, yeah. you don't go to City Hall now. I don't know what you do now. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's true. In, instead of, like, where you would normally submit your rabies certificate, instead you just submit the titer. Casting. And, yeah, because that is proof that your dog is actually immune to rabies. Okay, Carly, raise so her hand. I, I raise my hand like a good child over here. Um, but so is there ever, this is just me wondering, is there ever a time where a city may not take the titer test, like even if the titer says that the dog is protected or the animal is protected? Uh, potentially, but that's why you don't call ahead and ask. So you just I'm, get I'm the big, titer and then you show fan. up with it or whatever? Exactly. You know how you can get away with stuff by just looking like you're, you are supposed to be where you are and you are you know in charge yes yep. Yep. exactly i love it yes yes yeah, a lot of people don't know but yeah, like i said that's a whole new ball game that i wish uh some people would go to the city halls you know and then get like the entire testing is accepted as far as proof of rabies and such like that I, so. yeah i think i think for the most part in minnesota it's not usually a problem good 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 it's always good. All right. Anybody- yeah, I mean, you know, you, you could if you if you have concerns, you could ask your vet to write a letter to go along with it that says this is what this test means. Oh, okay. It means that the dog is immune to rabies because it has sufficient antibodies to be considered immune. There you go. That's good. That's good. I don't. I don't think anybody would put up a fuss with that. And there's something like that also, Dr. Jessica, is uh, if I have a dog that has, let's see, autoimmune disease or something that. My dog cannot or cat cannot have the vaccines at all because it's detrimental to them. 
Yeah. Uh, is, is there something that, like I said, that I can get, like, let's say I live in an apartment that requires all these shots or the, a complex that, re- that has all these shots. And I, so how does that work? Um, well, you should be able to ask your vet to write a letter, uh, you know, about your dog's health condition. Right. That you could then, you know, just submit so they could have it on file if they needed to. All right. Just, okay. you know, explaining the situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just like with some people, you know, some people are not healthy enough to be vaccinated and, you know, they either need a different option or they just need to not be vaccinated. Right, right. And that, uh, yeah, that, that's the thing is that uh, we've got to get more, I mean, what do you want to call it, information out there so that it's it's uh, more accessible or easier for people instead of having mm-hmm. to jump through hoops and stuff like that. So it's crazy. Right. Oh, well. Okay. Uh, now, uh, the, the summer months here, uh, I was just talking to another gal. Everybody sees what is hot like it has been the last couple of days. Is that, you know, you see it like a Newfoundland or a Husky or a, now with all the doodles, you know, with poofy coats. And everybody wants to buzz them down. And that's not very healthy for them, is it? Right. Right, because their heavy coats insulate against heat as well as cold. Right. Now you can, um, whatever you call it, you can not shave it down, to, but you can bring the coat down, but now don't shave it, shave it, correct? Right. Okay. Yeah, because also what a lot of people don't realize is that if you do happen to shave your dog, um, you can shock the hair follicles, and the hair might not grow back. Okay. Oh, another country heard from there. Yeah, sorry about that. (laughs) So I did that, like, when I was in vet school, I went out um, the summer between, I think, my second and third years. I went out to Arizona to work on the Hopi Reservation. Right. And it was really hot. Like, literally, that was one of the summers where people were dying in the southern states from the heat. Um, And I had an Australian shepherd, and so I had him completely shaved down before I left. And it probably took three years for his coat to get back to normal. Wow. Wow. Also, too, like oh, like my little Ethel. Now, if you got a white dog, if you got a dog with pink skin, if you take it down too much, they can get yeah. sunburned. And dogs, yeah. dogs with, like, pink noses can get sunburned, right? And so you got to pay attention to that. And also, you know, some medications can... Um, uh, cause photosensitization where the animals are more sensitive to the sun and more likely to have problems. And what are some of those? I think doxycycline, I think the antibiotic that's yep. commonly used for Lyme disease and all those tick diseases. Yeah. Um, that's pretty commonly known for that. All right. And so what does that do? So it makes them more sensitive to the sun. And so for one thing, um, they might not like to be out in bright sun as much. All right. And also they can burn they can burn easier. Yep, yep. Now, yeah, just like a sunburn, just like a person. Now, going back to, I started out the show by telling people to stay off the tarred roads when it's hot like this. If you can't put your hand down or your barefoot on it for a count of 10 slowly, your dog shouldn't be walking on it. Have you ever seen a dog that has burnt his paws because somebody did it on tar? Um. Yeah. Yeah. And how? Um, you- absolutely. And then, you know, some. And sometimes their paws will... Um, you know, sloth a little bit. Um, and then, you know, it's it's kind of funny. I see sometimes the other way where people are concerned that their dog's pads are too rough and they start using things that will smooth the skin.
jagged and soft. Oh my. It. Oh my. I know. And it's, it's kind of funny. If you, if you walked around barefoot uh, for your whole life, the bottoms of your feet would be like callous, like rock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They would not be soft and pliable. No, you don't want it because uh, soft and pliable. You got to walk on rocks and stuff like that, and and grades of of gravel and and cement sidewalks and tar and stuff like that. Right. You want so your dog pads should be tough, and you should kind of encourage that. And if they're tough, they're just they're not going to be as sensitive. Right. But as far as burning a pad, it takes a long time for recovery to burn their when they burn their pads. Right, because then they have to walk on them. It's like if you if you burn the bottom of your feet, and then you had to walk around barefoot. Yeah, yeah. So that's why people. Talk. That's another thing that people have to be very mindful of, is not to get them burned because there again depends if the dog has always been walked on grass and now for some reason you're doing hot tar, it, they'd burn easier because they have like. Baby bottom paws, <laughs> baby <Yeah>. butt paws. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, well. Yeah, but their pads should be tough. Um, one time when I was uh, visiting my sisters in Israel, we we went for a walk down this little trail, and we took the dog with. And when we all got back, we had burrs literally stuck to the bottom of our sandals, and we all had to sit down on the curb and take off our sandals and pull out these huge burrs. Oh. And the dog was just not bothered at all. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, her feet were tough enough. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. I I get that. I get that. Okay. Uh, We're going to run the trivia and then we'll come on back. And we got a couple calls there, Carly. Carly's saying yes. All right. (laughs) Okay. If you have four apples in your left hand and five apples in your right, what do you have? We'll be back. All right. Thank you for staying with the Katie Canine Show. I greatly appreciate it. Okay, here we are. If you have four apples in your left hand and five apples in your right hand, what do you have? Dr. Jess? What you thinking? How about you, Carly? What you thinking? Okay, if I have four in my left. Yep, four to your left and five in your right. What do you have? I have apples. Okay. But nine? Dr. Jess, what's your thoughts? What? Really Big hands? What? Yes. That's that's <laughs> you have really big hands. If you it. have four apples in your left and five in your right, you've got really big hands. <laughs> or you can balance them. Well, good luck. Or really small apples. Okay, there, yeah. you go. there you go. Maybe okay. they're crab apples. Oh, that's true. Maybe they're two-dimensional apples. <laughs> they're not even actual Ooh, apples. Go. Oh, good. Look great. at that. Okay, look at you. Now being, you're getting creative. Yeah, I am. Really, you're being logical Leave it there. to me. And no, no I'm just kidding. Is that master degrees that you have? <laughs> <laughs> yep, right? it comes in when we're yeah. talking about apples. Yeah, yep. yep, apples apples. That was my concentration when I went to my, my uh, schooling. <laughs> there you go. There you go. How many apples? <laughs> they have to have really big hands. That'd be a good one for the teacher, you know? That, it would, yeah. That would be fun. It would be tricky. Yeah, I don't think anybody would think like that. Yeah, as I say, it'd say nine apples. No, you have really big hands. <laughs> They'd and have say, apples in your hands and, and show them. You know, you have a yeah, visual, you know. I should. Go get those huge, like, uh, honey crisp or granny apples, yeah. you know, those giant apples. <laughs> I'll be like, look, see, see, I can only carry two. There you go. There you go. Okay, what, we got any questions on the lines there? Yes, we do. We have Eric, who is listening in, and he has a question about a three-year-old dog that is eating grass and leaves as they go for their walks. And then around dinner time, uh, this dog is licking the legs of the humans in the household. Ah, <clears throat> Dr. Jess, you have any thoughts on that? 
Well, it's kind of similar to the one we talked about before, right? So what you see eat? these dogs sometimes where they they lick the carpet, they lick your pants legs, they lick the couch, they um, and all that is an indicator of some sort of indigestion. Um, you know, especially, I mean, some grass eating is normal, right? This right. time of year, my dogs will go outside and graze on the grass. Right. Uh, but eating leaves, I think, and other things like sticks is a little bit more suspicious. And so what should this, uh, this one do, change? Well, let's see, why don't we ask, what's his name? Carly? Eric. Eric? Why don't you ask, let's, ask, can we bring, let's bring Eric up and we'll ask some questions, okay? We're going to bring Eric up and find out what he's feeding and such like that. Okay, Eric, are you there? Poor Carly over there. <laughs> up a button, down a button. The phone lines are active. I'm just briefly. trying to figure out which one he is. There you go. <laughs> Our phone lines, the computer won't kick in, so it's a little bit kitty wampus here right now. Is this Eric? Eric, is this you? Hello. I was on mute. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, there yes. you go. There okay. you go. Hey, okay, hey, I guessed right, guys. There you go. Yay. Woo. Ding, ding, ding. How many apples? <laughs> okay, Eric, What? Uh, we got a couple questions for you. What uh, food are you feeding? Uh, he gets uh, rotated uh, Nutrisource dry and wet and raw food. Oh, excellent. Okay, and how old is the dog? Three years. Three years. Do you do it? Do you give him any supplements or any medications at all? No, not unless he needs a, a medication. No supplements, not currently. But I'm open to it because I wonder if that's something that he might need. Okay, and then uh, what kind of dog was it? I'm sorry. It's a. Um, he's a Staffordshire Terrier mix. Okay, and how many pounds? Sixty-two, sixty-three. Okay, sounds good. Okay, let's see what did because my guess would be like you know like get some somewhere on there like you have been maybe a little bit more, and then some probiotics, some digestive enzymes, maybe some apple cider vinegar, uh, because that's all helps. It's a gut issue. Something's missing in the gut that he's feeling uncomfortable, and that's why he's he's eating, trying to find what he needs by through what he's eating. Okay, which is not the right stuff. So let's pull now, now Eric. We're pulling you down and bringing Doctor Jess up. Okay. Okay, Dr. Jess, <laughs> what's your thoughts on yeah. that? Three years, uh, uh, 60 pounds? Um, well, I would wonder if there had been any antibiotic use in this dog's past, right? Because antibiotics will kill off large numbers of the gut flora. Okay. And so they can cause these kinds of gastrointestinal derangements. Right. Um, but otherwise, I think you're on the right track. I, of course, would go 100% raw because that's yep. kind of how I roll. Yes, it is. And yes, probiotics, enzymes, and something that I've been recommending um, a lot more since I've been, I was watching this uh, DVD set about the microbiome. Right. It's called Interconnected. And uh, one of the things that they talk about is that you need diversity of prebiotics and diversity of probiotics. Right. So diversity of probiotics means that, you know, if you take a commercial probiotic, you bought it in a store. It tells you on the label it has these five different kinds of bacteria in it. Correct. So you're sort of, now, assuming anything is left alive in there because we have, really, really we don't have a way of testing this at home to see if the probiotics are still alive. Right. Um, so that you're kind of artificially inflating those specific five different kinds of bacteria. Yes. But there's trillions in our guts. So there's lots and lots of different kinds. So... Uh, in, at the very least, what you should do is when you finish a bottle of probiotic A, don't buy that one again. The next time you go back to the store, get probiotic B. 
Sometimes in severe cases of allergies in the past, I've had people use two different kinds of probiotics, basically like two different brands, Mm -hmm. whether like one's made for dogs and one's from the health food store or whatever, Mm -hmm. and you give them both at the same time and sometimes up to four times a day to try to really repopulate the gut. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Now, uh, another way to get a broad spectrum of bacteria into your bodies is by eating fermented foods. So um, I have people give their dogs kombucha scoby. Kombucha? So not not kombucha tea itself, but the scoby. scoby. Scoby is the culture. Yeah, scoby is the culture that ferments the kombucha. The word SCOBY stands for Symbiotic Culture of Bacteria and Yeast. All right, all right. And so you could get it at a health food store. Obviously, it should be organic. Um, Otherwise, I just go to, you know, everybody's favorite online store, and I search for organic kombucha SCOBY. And it comes as a disc that is yellow and it's got this kind of squiggly texture like <laughs> like snotty jello all right <laughs> and you sort of squiggle off about a half a teaspoon size piece for a dog this size and just put it in their food once a day but really you could use anything especially if you make fermented stuff at home or if you have friends who make their own kombucha they are desperate to get rid of their excess scoby because it replicates itself oh, like okay. the culture itself keeps growing and most people don't know what else to do with it, and they finally end up throwing it out. But oh, wow. They okay. can give it to all their friends who have dogs. Right. You could use sauerkraut if your dog likes it. I was just going to ask use, that about sauerkraut, yeah. Yep. You could use uh, kefir. But now with the, now use, with the sauerkraut, though, it can't be cooked, right? That messes with all that. It should be raw sauerkraut, correct? Yeah, I don't think, is there such a thing as cooked sauerkraut? Oh, yeah. When I cook pork, I put it on pork chops, you know, when I'm cooking pork chops. And then our, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You want it like, you want it raw and you want a live culture. Correct. Like out of the uh, the deli section, not the uh-huh. canned section, correct? Well, sometimes the canned ones uh, have, have been recultured. Like if you buy kefir at the store, okay. it has been pasteurized, but then they re-inoculate it with bacteria. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, if you make it yourself, it's better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so you could use kefir, you could use live culture yogurt, um, you could use kimchi if you can get your dog to eat it. Okay. Uh, but I've been using those kinds of things a lot. And even there, you've got to have some variety, but you're gonna, just going to get a much broader spectrum of probiotics. Okay, what's your thought on um, green tripe? Yeah, good. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't think that we know really, like, what effect freezing has on it. Right. Uh, but it does seem to have massive health benefits for dogs. Green tripe? And, the, and Yeah. And then the other side of things is the prebiotics. Okay. Well, what does it mean to have a broad variety of prebiotics? It means that you have to eat a very varied diet. So lots of different kinds of veggies, basically. Mm-hmm. You don't have to give your dog lots of different kinds of veggies every day or at every meal. But over the course of time, you want to feed your dog a variety of other things besides dog food. One of the things they said in this DVD series is that in some ways it's detrimental that people have been voluntarily going gluten-free, even though they don't have celiac disease. All right. And it's because gluten is actually a fantastic prebiotic. Oh, okay. 
So giving your dog the odd pizza crust here and there is actually beneficial for them. And then they also talked about, like, some of the people, the DVD is obviously it's about humans and the human microbiome, but some of the people talked about how they had done a limited diet for themselves for health reasons. They were trying to do an elimination diet for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And they ended up harming their microbiome because their own diet ended up being too narrow. Ah, that makes sense, though, doesn't it? That really makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I know every time people come in my office, and I always ask what you're feeding, and then I ask, does your dog get any table scraps? And, you know, people are always trying to be good, and they're like, no, yeah, no, yeah. not really. Yeah. But but I'm, I'm very pro-table scraps. Same here, same here. I think, I think you have to feed table scraps in order for your dog to get the kind of variety that we're looking for. See, the big thing, too, is, is that... Uh, to cut down on the other food so the dog doesn't get fat. So hold on to that. Yes, we'll be right back. Okay, I am white and round, but sometimes I cannot be found. At sunny noon, you won't see my face. What am I? We'll be back. All righty then. Oh, you'll be humming that the rest of the night, huh? I know you are. Just no, 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 no. Yes, you are. Okay, I'm white and round, but sometimes I cannot be found. At sunny noon, you won't see my face. What am I? What do you think, Carly? Um, the moon? Yes. Yes. There you go. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Carly gets one. <laughs> yay, yay, yay. All right. Where did we put that? I'm sure Dr. Jess knew that one, too. That what you're thinking, Dr. Jess? It was. I see. Yeah, I it's good, yeah. There yeah. you go. There you go. I got one. Yay, yay. <laughs> yay. Okay, well, that is really good on the pre the the prebiotics and such yeah. like that. That's in gluten and then veg. Now, veggies. Is there any specific? I mean, like green beans, green peas. Gr- well, and, and I guess I will say, like, if if your dog has an inflammatory condition, you know, maybe don't feed it gluten. Okay. You know, gluten is not good for every dog. Right. But for most dogs, they can tolerate it. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, you need a variety of vegetables too. Really? I think any, any vegetable will do. Any vegetable will do. Not too much broccoli. Then they get the fluffs and the Brussels sprouts. Too many Brussels sprouts. Depends on the individual. They got the fluffs. That's very true. Very true. (laughs) Okay. We got to call on the, what do we got there? Yes. We have Selene who is listening and she has a question about a cat that has a granuloma. And um, she said that the vet told her that steroids were the necessary thing to do to help this cat. But she is wondering if there is a more natural way to help her cat. Okay, why don't you ask? Uh, let's put her up. Let's put her up on the line. See there, Celine. Did you say Celine? Celine. Hi. Hi there. Yep. So how old Hi, is your cat? How are you? Good. Good. He's how, nine. He's nine. Okay. Yeah, and yes, and he, the first time it was diagnosed was in 2016, and but it and then it would fade away. We didn't do any treatment, I don't think, um, and it comes and goes, and I thought it was seasonal, and then this year it's come, it came in the spring, and then it wasn't too bad, and now the last four weeks or so, it's been pretty um noticeable around his mouth it it looks swollen and i'm just wondering he eats well and he what do you feed him doesn't 
Well, I change the foods out quite a bit. Um, right now, they're getting an N and D dry food, and then and he like he prefers dry to wet. It's hard to get him to eat me wet. I've got six cats, so it's, oh my, it's hard to manage yep. all the food for me. But um, the wet the canned foods, I right now I've got a nice selection of some Nutrisource, and I've got some Dave's food. Uh, yeah. Yep. They sell it at yeah. um, oh, yeah. Yeah, and, Yep, I get that too. Cool. Okay. Well, so, let's see what Dr. So, Jess has. I mean, okay. Let's see what Dr. Jess has. Okay, Dr. Jess, go back to you. So your thoughts. Oh, is this back to me? Yes, we're back to you. It's very confusing yep. on my end. I know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, as, as far as, <laughs> go ahead. As far as cats who prefer dry food, um, I would suggest that you bully your cats into submission yeah. and make them eat what you want them to eat, which is not dry food. Right. So that's kind of, you know, it's up to you as the individual cat person. But it's this, I, I kind of think of it like if every time you served your family dinner and your kids raised a fuss until you gave in and just let them have Snickers bars for dinner, mm-hmm. like, you you know, you can't do that. <laughs> or. Maybe you shouldn't. I don't know. Uh, but it's kind of like that with cats and dry food. They do tend to become dry food addicts. I had cats in the past that I thought would never eat canned food um, until I just didn't really give them other options, and then they did. Right. Well, what about what she was talking so, about? Now I can't so, hear. Yeah. So when you get these um, inflammatory conditions in cats, there are they're often eosinophilic granulomas. And it has to do with the immune system being extremely irritated. And so it sounds like her cat has it around the mouth. Um, so, of course, for one thing, make sure that you're not using plastic dishes. Um, all the dishes should be ceramic um, or stainless steel, like U.S.-made stainless steel. And you have to then clean them every time you use them. So what about glass? Glass, and sometimes things that are used to tint or to temper glass can also cause reactions. Oh, okay. So I think glass is a little bit iffier. Okay. Um, but then, you know, it really, it goes back to the same thing. It goes back to the immune system and uh, diet, prebiotics, probiotics. Okay. And so, and so, so, that, mm-hmm. so, the, so that's this- probably the first thing that I would do is you get a probiotic that's made for cats and you know, pro, uh, like that probiotic enzyme combination and start adding that to the cat's food. And maybe single, she's got six cats, but single that cat out like in another room or whatever and just so... Oh, many... it's, well, it's not going to hurt anybody. Well, no, 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 he I'm talking either... about, you know, she's got six cats and so she feeds some raw and some dry, but to single this cat out and put it like on some raw, some uh, some grain-free can, but try to get keep the dry food away from this particular cat. Yes, no? Oh, I would take dry food away from everybody. Okay. Well, yeah. No, I know you. Do. I know. So would I. So yeah. my my Adeline will eat anything that is not kneeled down. I'll tell you. Now is that gal still on the line? Okay. Why don't you bring her back up? Poor Carly. Up, down, up, down, up, down. Who am I on now? Okay. Are you still with us? Yes. All right. So now, did you hear what Doctor Jess had to say? Any questions? Yes. Um, no, they do have. Um, I use metal or stainless steel bowls. Nice. And have for quite a long time. Okay. And I know I shouldn't do the dry food. I started doing it. I, I hadn't done it for years, and I started up again because I had an older cat that was not eating, and that was she had bad teeth, but the only thing she wanted was 
the dry and I just was like, well, I just want you to eat. So, um, <laughs> yep. and then that started everyone off. It was a mistake. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, I understand about the probiotics and the okay. um, prebiotics and I'll give that a try and see if that doesn't help. And cats, out. Yeah. And cats take change and all you can do is, I'm, that's what I'm so lucky, you know, with, uh, with Adeline since, you know, she was born at our place. I mean, I was insistent that this cat was going to, it was not, you know, dry food. She might be able to find one piece on the floor, but you know, between raw, freeze dried, canned people food, uh, this mm-hmm. cat is a garbage disposal. And, and if you bring them up that way, if you get them switched over and the more you can rotate, then the better they get at it they're not as finicky and then it's easier to also give them stuff in their food like the probiotics and such like that so right okay 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 so hopefully that'll help you you got anything else for dr jess no okay okay kato thanks Thanks for the call bye-bye all right what other call okay so now we have eleanor who's listening and she has an 18 year old mini pincher um who was prescribed ganton pentin um, for a pinched nerve in the neck. Right. So she's wondering if um, that okay. pers- prescription. Oh, well, let's bring, yeah. yeah, let's bring her up. Carly, you're earning Eleanor? your money today. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Eleanor. Eleanor, are you there? Yeah, yeah. I'm high. Okay. Why don't you describe to Dr. Jess what's uh, what's going on? Um, How old's my- your doxy? It's a miniature pincher. Oh, pin, min pin, okay. okay min pin. Um, he's 18. 18 years? Yeah. Okay. Um, he went out for a walk later on Wednesday afternoon and all of a sudden stopped using his right front leg. All right. Wouldn't put it down. Um, and that continued and took him into urgent care and... They felt that he had a pinched nerve in his neck that would radiate pain down to that leg and prescribed uh, gabapentin, Mm -hmm. um, 100, uh, I think it says 100 milligrams of it. Okay, let's see. And I'm just wondering if, if, and and said that this could take two to three weeks to resolve, and is it safe to use gabapentin for that long whenever Mm -hmm. he has pain? See, personally, I'd say do a chiropractor, but let's see what Dr. Jess has to say. Okay, change him up there, Carly. (laughs) Okay, Dr. Jess, did you hear that? 18-year-old minpin? Yeah. Okay, go for it. Um, I'm, I'm I'm sure it's safe. I just, I don't think it's that effective. Um, and I would suggest taking the dog to a chiropractor ASAP. Right. If I, if I racked my neck or hurt a nerve in my neck, I would be at my chiropractors banging on their door in the middle of the night. And what about also a uh, Boswellia? Yep. Cause that, yep, takes that would be very useful. That takes information out too. Yes. And there, there's that supplement that's made by Springtime. It's called Advanced Hip and Joint. Yeah, that's really good. And stuff. it has Boswellia in it. So, you know, an 18-year-old dog, it would not harm them to be on a joint supplement anyway, just yeah. for general aches and pains of that age. Yeah. So you could use something like Springtime Advanced Hip and Joint, and that way they would get Boswellia as well. That's what I give to my Ethel. My Ethel, and I've started giving it to Gilligan now too, because when I realized he was twelve and not eight. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. anyway, okay, let's bring her, bring her Eleanor back up. Eleanor, hi there. Did you um, hear what Doctor Jess had to say? 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, about taking him to a chiropractor. chiropractor. Right. What area do you live in? I live in Lake Elmo. Lake Elmo. Okay. Uh, you've got Doctor and Andover. You got Doctor Stacy uh, with Rhythm of Life Cairo. Okay. Okay. And then there's Mark Lavalley. That's a Cairo. Uh, there is um, uh, what is that name? They go to different vets. I can't think of what they are. Uh, uh, chiropractic for everybody, I think it's called chiropractic for everybody, and they can go to different, um, you know, like to your vet clinic. They or you can go to their place. Okay. Okay. And so that's what you want to do is try to uh, because that's the first thing. Anytime they wrench something, it's a, a pinch nerve, especially with older dogs. You know um, how many times they've jumped on and off the bed, on and off the couch, in and out of the car, fetching. I mean, as we get older, we need it to be readjusted. Same thing in the human world. And so before you start the drugs, you want to you know see if you can you know get everything to settle down and then do more natural like that Boswellia or that advanced hip and joint from spring. TimeInc.com. Okay. Okay. Um, as far as, I mean, he is, you know, he's in pain. <laughs> well, pain, um, but sometimes what, pain is good, though, because it keeps him from being stupid. <laughs> yeah. Because well, you don't want to take the total pain away, but you want him to be comfortable. And so um, that's why. Well, you, well um, something homeopathic help until we can get to a chiropractor. Well, see that Boswellia? If you got Boswellia, you can get it at, you know, a place. You got powdered Boswellia, you know, you can get it out of the health food store. Okay. Okay, or for whatever, so. Uh, but, yeah, the Boswellia, you can get that there. And then, because if you want an ASAP, like today, find a health food store that's open. You know, like a, uh, just a loaner, the, where, yeah, see, uh, like, like uh, Sassafras up okay. in, uh, in White Bear Lake. Mm-hmm. And a lot of places will mail to you now if you don't want to go. But I'm not sure in your area there should be some kind of health care, you know, health store where you can buy, you know, just all the healthy stuff. Yeah. You try that. All right. So and then oh. uh, then, like I say, I set up an appointment for that. And then obviously don't let them be, you know, jumping and, and flipping and, and stuff like that. All right. Yeah. Um, so the the diagnosis of that's why the leg doesn't you know seems to be lame that makes sense with the pinch pinch nerve yep okay 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 good luck thank you thank you you take care bye-bye all right okay there is fruit in a bowl at grandma's table with two types of fruit inside if you jumble the letters of one you can spell the other what are the two fruits we'll be back all right we're winding down All right, here's a question. There is a fruit bowl on Grandma's table with two types of fruit inside. If you jumble the letters of one, you can spell the other. What are the two fruits? Dr. Jess? Do you have any idea? Is this for me? Yeah. Oh, I can never tell. Um, Lemon and melon. Yay! Ding, ding, ding! Oh my gosh, you are brilliant. I would have never gotten that. Yep, melon. I was thinking it was like bowl or something. uh, We had a good long interval for me to think about it. There you go. There you go. Oh, that was good. You're brilliant. Brilliant. Yes, that's why they pay you the big bucks. I I know my fruit. Yes, Yes, you do. You know your fruit. (laughs) How can they get a hold of you, Dr. Jess? Uh, Through my website, holistic-vet-care. Dot com. And you are doing appointments, correct? Yep. All right. 
And they also can do no, over the in- phone. Yeah, they can do over the phone or, or email. And, and FaceTime and Zoom. And- okay, yep. So there's a way to, to, to do the whole thing in this day and age. I know I'm re reporting mine. The, I got puppy classes coming up and for, a couple of private lessons, but now it's five dogs and one human per dog per class. What, five dogs per mm-hmm. class, one human per dog. And then private lessons, obviously. But anyway, okay, do we have a question before we... Yes, we do. Okay. 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 So this is kind of a long one. Uh-oh. And if we Was need the person to... on the line? Yeah. Okay, well. Okay, do you just want to go yeah, to her? Well, we She'll go, probably explain it. Okay, yeah. um, if, if we have a chance, I do want to say something about what the previous lady asked. Well, sure. Go for it. About the Minton? Yeah. For homeopathic remedies okay. for a dog with severe neck pain. All right. So she could also go to a health food store and get... The homeopathic remedies arnica, oh, arnica. and and hypericum. How do you spell? Hypericum is for nerve pain. Hi H H Y P E R I C U M. Okay, okay. And basically, you could give them um, maybe four times a day the first day, and then three times a day after that until you can get to the chiropractor. Okay. And, and a dose for a dog is, is two pellets, just like a dose for a human. Okay, two pellets. Okay. Uh, and that's... And, wh- and you, just, you just give them, you know, one right after the other. You don't have to wait any specific amount of time. Okay. And our carnia... Carnia... Arnica. Yeah, thank you, mm-hmm. Arnica. Yep. All right. Oh, yeah. But, okay, that's good. Good, good. Okay, let's hit, Let's see what's up next. Go ahead for it. Okay, so this is Linda. Okay, Linda. Hi, Linda. Hi, how are you? Good, good. You're running low on time, so try to make it short. Oh, okay. Um, I had my dog into the vet on on Saturday because the past week she had a, the white of her eye was red and it was swollen and it looked like it was infected. So I had my daughter take her into the vet and the vet came back and said she has Horner syndrome. Corner? Horner's, H-O-R-N-E-R-S. Okay. So And what kind of dog? It's a golden retriever and she's 14 years old. 14 years old. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, um, go ahead. And, um, my only question was, is, is there anything that, the vet didn't really give us any options. She basically said you might want to take her in to get an MRI, a CT scan to find out what's causing it. And she said my dog is probably blind because they did some sort of light reaction test, but she's not showing any symptoms of being blind. She can see things and she barks at things going by the door and she, and she is deaf. Uh-huh. She's been going, excuse me, she has been going deaf for the last year, so that's nothing new. Yeah. So. Okay. You know what you could do? I learned this from Dr. Overo is that uh, you have her sit and drop a potato chip or a cotton okay. ball yep. and see if the, if uh, do it on one side of the head, you know, and then on the yep. other side and see if the dog follows it. Okay. Okay. So okay. a potato chip or a cotton ball. Okay. Dr. Uh, Dr. Jessica. Okay. Did you hear what that was? Yeah. All right. Your thoughts? Yep. Your, your thoughts. So, so, so Horner... Yeah, so Horner syndrome is um, uh, nerve paralysis, right? It's um, the fifth nerve, fifth cranial nerve. It's basically like um, what's it called in humans? Bell's palsy. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, and so the solutions are, and you know, I mean, obviously there could be some internal pathology damaging the nerve, and we don't really know why these things happen. So my suggestions would be get ye to a chiropractor. And because, you know, anything to do with nerves and oxygen supply to nerves and things possibly impinging on nerves, that's what chiropractors do. Right. And then I would also give the homeopathic remedy, Causticum, which 
if you can't find it at your local health food store, you can go to a homeopathic uh, pharmacy. Also, Present Moment in Minneapolis carries homeopathic remedies, and they will ship them to your home if you can't get to Minneapolis. All right. Okay. And so the remedy is Costicum, C as in cat, yeah. A U S as in Sam, T as in Tom, I, C as in cat, U, M as in Mary. Okay. And that's for? So, uh, it, well, it really helps with these kinds of, um, you know, uh, facial nerve paralysis things. Okay. So that's what I would do. Yeah. Uh, get Costicum 30C, give it three times a day. Um, get your dog to a chiropractor as soon as you can. And for like for the folks who live in Lake Elmo, also I would recommend Dr. Tammy Andrews oh, okay. in St. Paul. She does house calls, and she's fantastic. Oh, nice. So she will also give you exercises for you to do at home in between adjustments that will help the adjustments hold, and you get more get more out of them. So I um, so I would do chiropractic, and I would give Costicum three times a day. And then after a week and maybe a couple of adjustments, you reevaluate and you just try to decide if you're getting anything out of it or not. Okay. That sounds good. Is she still on the line? You might want you to put her up and so see if she's got any other questions. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Okay. You there? Yes. I know you're there. Oh. Uh, nope. She's the caller. Did she hang up? No, I'm, I'm still oh, here. Oh, this is you. God, he sounded like, he sounded oh. like Dr. Jess. I'm like, no, we need the other one. <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. Okay, you sounded, for a second there, you sounded just like Dr. Jess. Okay, so did you, did, did you get all that? I did. And then do you have a recommendation for a chiropractor? I'm in Plymouth. Plymouth, yeah, go Dr. Rhythm of Life. Long one. Doctor, okay. uh, not Rhythm of Life, uh, Perpetual Motion. Dr. Rebecca Amstead, Perpetual oh. Motion. She's in a diner. Okay, okay, perfect. Okay, and uh, awesome gal. And so, like I say, and then like with this res- remedy, and then you can also get a hold of Dr. Jess, you know, up there at uh, holistic-vet-care.com, you know, for okay. any more remedies uh, and such. And oh, and then like Presence Moments, she said, you can get them at, and that's okay. in Minneapolis off of, okay. I'm not sure, I think it's off of Grand. Okay, right. perfect. Okay, kid. Good luck. Thank Keep you. us posted on it, okay? Because this is how I, we learn from each other. And you okay. call back, hey, it worked, it didn't, we did that. This is how we learn, okay? So I greatly appreciate it. All right, thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. Okay, now that was the last call. So now poor Carly, (laughs) she can say, "Okay, here comes Doctor Jess, and there you are." Doctor, I appreciate you putting up with all this back and forthness and such like that. Maybe hopefully one of these months we got to be able to get you in studio. It'll be a lot less hassle for everybody. <laughs> I would really I like it if you would yeah. be here, yeah. Doctor Jess. Let's just put it I, that I, way. I would ha- be happy to come. Yes, yes. It was like I a, miss seeing your face. Yes, poor, poor Carly. <laughs> thank you. Poor Carly's over there. But now, who's where? I'm, uh, <laughs> so it's, it's just strange. I can't thank you enough for your time and your patience uh, calling in today dr jessica i greatly appreciated your talents are great and 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 holistic is like uh and in western eastern and western medicine can work together and the big thing is if you if, if my, any of my listeners you're you're go, dealing with an ongoing problem and things just don't seem like they're getting any better then you know why not try holistic and so now to dr jess how can they get a go hold of you through my website, holistic-vet-care.com. Well, I'll let you off the hook now. You can go take the dogs and have a fun day with the dogs. And then uh, how's, how's your horses doing? They're doing well. They're hanging out there in the heat. Is your pony still around? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I couldn't fine. remember. Okay. I couldn't remember if the pony was still around or not. Okay. Yeah, Jake's doing good. Yeah. 33. Yeah, he's looking pretty, too. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Okay, well, you have a wonderful evening. Thank you so much for your time. Okay? Thank you. You bet. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. And that concludes another week of the KDK9 show. Don't forget to submit your cat videos. Go to mytalk1071.com. And don't forget nutrisourcepetfoods.com. They have awesome treats. People really, when they go buy treats, they don't look at, they look at the, the, the package is for you. Like if it's cute yes. packaging, it's like, oh, I need to feed that. Right. Okay? You know, the good stuff, the, what's on the front is for your eyes to yes. draw you to it. What's on the back is what you, are you going to feed it or yes. not? And so the, if you go to NutrisourcePetFoods.com, all the freeze-dried treats and the jerky treats, phenomenal because people are so into treats being home so much. So and remember, though, when you start giving treats, make sure you when you dinner time or breakfast time, take some food out. You're going to have round robin on your dog. <laughs> Thank you so much, Joan. Hi. Your dogs train them. Take care. Have make it a great week.